to Exodus chapter 8, this morning's scripture reading. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite your whole territory with frogs. The Nile will swarm with frogs, which will come up and go into your house and into your bedroom and on your bed and into the houses of your servants and on your people and into your ovens and into your kneading bowls. So the frogs will come up on you and your people and all your servants. Then the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the streams and over the pools, and make frogs come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts, making frogs come up on the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he remove the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, The honor is yours to tell me, When shall I entreat for you and your servants and your people that the frogs be destroyed from you and your houses, that they may be left only in the Nile? Then he said, Tomorrow. So he said, May it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you and your houses and your servants and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from, the, from Pharaoh. And Moses cried to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had inflicted upon Pharaoh. The Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of, out of the houses, the courts, and the fields. So they piled them in heaps, and the land became foul. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them, as the Lord had said. Uh, If you remember last week, we mentioned that there are several references uh, in the scriptures. um, In addition to this phrase, Pharaoh hardened his heart, there's also in the scriptures, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. And then thirdly, that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. It, It doesn't say whether it was from God or whether... Um, so it helps to know the whole context. Um, ultimately, God has control. Ultimately, God may allow certain things. Um, but there very much is a part and a role on our side. Uh, so whether Pharaoh hardened his own heart, whether God was the one who hardened it, or whether it's uh, uh, not, not uh, uh, confirmed as to who. Also, I mentioned last week that um, righteous judgment, right? God's bringing judgment on Pharaoh on Egypt to release his people. But ultimately, I mean, certainly Pharaoh doesn't see it at this time. Um, but he has a choice to obey or disobey, right? Pharaoh doesn't see the big picture just like Joseph's brothers didn't see the big picture. But they still had a choice to obey or not obey God. Uh, um, you know, we, we, we learned in the case of Joseph that ultimately, in the end, uh, uh, Jacob favoring or anointing Joseph, even above his elder brothers, ultimately would come back in the, in, in the, in the end to serve them, to actually preserve them, even their, their children and their wives. Um, you know, they would have seen many, many decades later that, that God choosing to bless Joseph was in fact a blessing to them and their own household. But they couldn't see that at that time. Uh, uh, and so they should have just obeyed, right? They should have just trusted God in the process. They, they should have just trusted their father Jacob for whatever reason. 
Uh, same thing here. Pharaoh, there's no way he could see that ultimately through the preservation of, of the people of Israel and, and through the, the lineage of, 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 of the Hebrew people that the Messiah would come and whether that's, you know, a thousand years removed or thousands of years removed, salvation to their own people, to their own household through, through Christ. Um, so regardless of, I, I guess what I'm saying is regardless of whether or not we perceive or agree or, or get the big picture or not, oftentimes God simply asks you to obey. Um, and so Pharaoh, in, in, the, in the same way, uh, and we, so we talk about righteous judgment, um, absolutely the, the mercy of God, the kindness of God, the miracles of God, the signs and wonders of God, absolutely, you know, those things, if, if God does in your life, you know, we respond, we should respond. Uh, our hearts should be turned towards God. Um, but I made the charge last week that even the righteous judgment of God is mercy. Even the righteous judgment in your life uh, uh, or, or certain things uh, uh, not you know, turning out or, or, or certain uh, difficult circumstances or even discipline uh, is still an opportunity for us to respond. So I look at this whole kind of COVID season and everything that's going on. Um, you know, is it, is it from God? Well, he certainly allowed it. Um, is it, is it God's judgment? You know, to a degree, I I have to think yes. Um, is his heart ultimately to save us? Yeah, absolutely. Is his heart ultimately to draw us near and and for us to flourish? Yeah, absolutely. But collectively as a whole, uh, you know, humanity, uh, that has come to this point. Uh, I don't know. I can only speculate, you know, uh, uh, our, our treatment of the environment, uh, our, you know, our, our values on, on people. I had this uh, uh, crazy dream last night, um, and and I was doing something, and I was so consumed by it, and yet I could feel the heart of God calling me, and I heard the voices of church members, and they were all going somewhere, and in my mind I was like, yeah, I gotta go with them. I want to be with them. It was like it was like you guys, you know. Uh, uh, and I was in this shop and I was so consumed with <clears throat> a project or so consumed with the, I was just like one more thing I just got to do this one thing <clears throat> there was a crowd I couldn't see the faces <clears throat> but there was a crowd oh, I'm not sick by the way <clears throat> <clears throat> there was a crowd of voices from church and my heart was longing to follow and, and, but I just had to finish this thing and the, the voices and the crowd was that the church was going somewhere and I, I missed it, and then I, and I was done. I was like, okay, now I'm going to go catch up. And I went out to the hallways, and I couldn't find the church. And I started looking through all the doors and rooms, and I couldn't find the church. And I finally went down and where I thought, you know, it was like, it was like a maze of, of hallways and corridors. And I was kind of following, you know, where I thought the church or where you guys were, the fellowship. I, I very much longed to be with you guys uh, and to be connected in that way. And, and so I went down this one door and went out. And next thing I know, I walk out into this private parking lot. And in the parking lot are, are these uh, private jets. <laughs> it's crazy. It was an underground parking lot. And like everyone, everything was like personalized. And, it, and, then, and then this car came <clears throat> with a couple guys in it, just obnoxious. Uh, um, you know, I don't know if they were drinking, just having a fun time. And I was like, no, these, these are not the guys I want to hang out with. Um, and, and, and I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about that. I, I was probably got to process it a little more. Um, but um, 
there, there is a culture, there is a value system in the world, honestly. Um, and I felt like in, in our church, not, not in our church, uh, uh, our, our community, people in our church are seeking God, our, our, our Christ followers. And when we come together, we, we recognize, I think more so now that we can't meet together, we, we understand the value, the heart of God. We understand that, that you know, brothers and sisters who love the Lord, when we come together, it's, it's something really special, uh, the very presence of God. But then I saw this picture of people who were uh, um, aspiring to, to live the life of these like, elite, like, you know, top 1%, uh, uh, incredibly out of this world type of wealth, and and the Lord just showed me a glimpse. Like, man, their value systems, the things they believe in, the the way they have to be entertained, um, really ungodly, really not pleasing, and 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 I just really got this simple word. Uh, it, it was simply to the to the church or, or you know uh, to ourselves is that man, that's not the company you want to be in. That's not the type of person you want to become. And, and I, it was a stark contrast and picture for me. This small elite group that, can, that has everything financially, can, can travel the world, do whatever they want. Everyone has their own personal private jet. And I went down there and it just felt so empty. And it was, honestly, it was just these two guys and they're like partying and they're like, hey, come with me. And in my heart, I was like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. I want to go hang out with the church. Uh, and so, so anyways, um, so coming back to the, the righteous judgment, um, even judgment uh, from God is still an opportunity for us to respond to him, is an opportunity for us to come closer. So uh, God allows this pestilence, allows this, these frogs to come up. And, and this is my takeaway from the frogs. It's an inconvenience, you know, frogs in your pantry, frogs in, under your bed, frogs in your shoes. It's an inconvenience. Um, but for the most part, um, it's something you can kind of adjust to. I, I think it's, it's it, in one sense, the, the resiliency of people, that no matter how difficult things get, that they can still adapt and adjust. Um, to me, it was kind of a sign of uh, uh, what you're willing to put up with, what you're willing to put up with to maintain your status quo. So God is pressing on you. God is calling out to you. God is drawing near to you. Uh, uh, because God wants to give you his heart, because God wants to bring you a deeper revelation of himself, there may be certain difficulties. Uh, uh, there may be some strains. Um, there may be some things he's challenging you with. Uh, but the question to me is, how much are you willing to put up with? How much are you willing to... Uh, allow certain discomforts to keep or maintain your way of life, right? So if you apply that in our current situation, okay, so the COVID, uh, restrictions on travel, restrictions on gathering, I think God is kind of calling out to us to adjust ourselves, to, to adjust our value systems, to adjust uh, the things we live for, or the things we value. Um, but to a degree, we're, we're still... Uh, maintaining or keeping our way of life. So where's that threshold? Where's that point where, where we, we heed the voice of God? Where we say, okay, God, enough is enough. What is it you're trying to say? What, what, what changes do I need to make in my life? 
versus just adapting, just going on with life. Um, and so it's interesting here to me that Moses, uh, sorry, uh, Pharaoh, um, he gets to this point where, okay, you know, um, I've had enough. I, I, I want God's help. And, and, you know, sure enough, Moses, Aaron, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll adhere, I'll submit, I'll, I'll make these changes, go to your God and ask him to remove the frogs and I'll let you guys go. Uh, Moses and Aaron says, okay, goes to God. God relieves them of uh, the frogs. And the moment there is, in verse 15 it says, the moment that Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them. And I think this is a pattern. I think this is a cycle in our own lives. God applies some pressure to get our attention so that our hearts would be realigned with him. The moment we start to move towards God and, and things circumstantially begin to subside, we then look at that circumstance and say, oh, well, I guess everything's okay now. And then we fall short uh, um, of following through. Uh, I think a lot of things circumstantially, we, we say that we'll submit. Um, and then when God begins to give some grace, then, then we kind of go back and forth. Um, and that's exactly what Pharaoh does here. Well, I think what else is really fascinating here um, is that God brings the frogs, and God's trying to get their attention to, to, to bring them, you know, to save them um, through the release of the people of Israel. Uh, this is, is still, it's kind of mind-boggling to me in, verse, uh, uh, in the earlier verses. It says that the magicians also produce frogs. Uh, don't you think that's quite fascinating that God is bringing this pestilence, these frogs, so that it would change their heart? And, and, and the Pharaoh's response is, well, my magicians can do the same, and, or sorcerers, and, and they produce frogs. It, it's like it's a competition or something. But the frogs is actually a negative aspect of their life. Um, but, but they're competing. In, in a way, it's like they, they think their competition is God. They, they, they think they have to win an argument against God. I think the idea is that God is the enemy. Right? I think there's a fault in, 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 the, in, in, in the sense or the approach or the view of God that God is somehow someone that wants to take away. God is somewhat, somehow someone that we're competing against, that we're arguing against. Um, but it's not the case at all. If, if God is asking you or us to do something if God is taking something away we have to believe that ultimately the reason for that is good and so even in our circumstance uh, you know I, I know a lot of people are going through really difficult times some people a lot of people are having a really hard time adjusting to this period a lot of concerns in work finances you know things that really hit hit home hit hard and really causes people to question the love of God. Um, but I think that uh, how we would benefit, really grow in this time, is to trust and believe that God must have a reason and that, that I have to trust Him and believe Him and still worship Him and still seek Him. Um, even if I lose my job. Even if I lose my home. Even, even if I lose my uh, investments. Even if I lose my health. 
that, that collectively and overall God must have a reason. And that if God has my heart, if God has my soul, and if I follow him no matter through the highs and lows, um, man, I, I will be blessed. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be saved. Amen? Um, how do you know that you have relationship with God? How do you know that you have relationship with God? Um, I think ultimately, despite our circumstances, uh, I think the very simplest thing is simply obedience to God at all costs. Obedience to God at all costs. Um, eventually, these uh, uh, um, plagues, the eventual course, it, it, it will run its course if it continues, and it will continue, um, is that there will be death to every household. Every household in Egypt, death will come. Um, this is just the beginning. Unless these you know, people change. Unless there's adjustments. Uh, the end course is that death will come to every household in Egypt. God brings nine plagues. The tenth one is, is a, in a category of its, of its own. Um, but God is giving an opportunity here. Through each plague is an opportunity for Pharaoh, representative of the nation, <clears throat> to, to submit and to obey. Um, I want to just close uh, uh, this morning. Um, if you haven't yet asked this question, okay, uh, uh, you know, um, I don't know why. I don't know why now. Uh, I, I don't know the big picture. Uh, all I know is that through something that was meant for harm, that God can turn it for good. Um, that many people can come to know him and be saved, uh, that, that society as a whole can make uh, adjustments, adapt um, in the way we do work, in the way we do business, in the way we uh, treat people, in the way we value uh, resources. Um, but if you haven't yet asked this question, in this, in this environment, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pandemic, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a plague. <laughs> on, on many levels and we're, we're reading about Exodus 8 uh, uh, and God allowing these things um, to bring about an adjustment in the hearts uh, of, of, of a nation um, what if anything um, is God saying to you personally through this COVID-19 uh, season what if anything you know what I, I think generally there's a message that God may be communicating to the world to draw us but what about you personally I, I mean is it like God has taken away this thing you know you can't travel so, so, then, so then I'll just focus on this thing because this is still good and then, and then every week there's another restriction <laughs> added okay well now I can't go to my favorite hangout in the evenings um, so then I'll do this thing do you know what I mean is it for you just a checklist well, God, if you take away this, then I'm just going to do this. Okay, God, well, if you take away that, then I, then I still have this. I mean, is it, is it just, like, in terms of your heart and your time and your energy, like, like the fast? Okay, I can't eat food, then I, I'm going to play my, my, game, my brains out on video games. <laughs> I'm going to binge on Netflix. You, you, do you know what I mean? Does your, your, your shift or focus of entertainment 
or your getaway, simply because one option is eliminated, shift to something else? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? How many restrictions and shifts before we get to this place where we say, God, here, here am I, Lord. What is it that you're speaking to me? You, you know what I mean? What, if anything, if it's going to take 10 restrictions or 9 before the death call comes, you know, uh, uh, from one shift of focus of self-sufficiency and comfort to the next shift, you know, if, if, if God is trying to say something to you now, what might that be? Right? Ask yourself that question. What, if anything, for me, I have a sense of what he's saying to the world. I have a sense of what he's saying to the church. But what about me? If anything, might God be saying, you know, uh, 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 John or Terrence or Kyan or Jason or Lisa or Brian, you know, God is in, in the ever so gently, because we're only on plague number three, the frogs or, or ever so gently, just, you know, with his, with his hand, just applying pressure. You know, what is it that God might be saying, uh, um, let go or hey look at me hey come back come back you know I'm, I'm right here um, what if anything might he be asking you to do I, I don't think I don't think in this season in context listen you can just continue on with life the way you've been living it without seriously considering and going to God and asking him God what are you saying to me? And what adjustments in my life are you asking me to make? You just can't. If, if you do, I don't know what's going on in the heart. You know, it doesn't take a COVID-19. You know, it could be a failed business venture. It could be a failed relationship. It, uh, it could be a health scare. You know what I mean? All these things are, are, are certainly God doesn't mean harm for you. Uh, but there's sin and death is in the world, but there's grace if we turn to God. Right? And so what the enemy meant for harm, did we just, man, did we just make a physical and emotional pivot? Is that all we did? Man, that's sad. When God is saying, come to me. Right? I think all the fact that we're, we're believers, the fact that we're here, uh, uh, is, is proof and sign and praise to God already that somewhere in our life we made an adjustment to God. Amen? Um, but what else? What else might God be doing? Uh, it may involve letting certain things go. <clears throat> um, for me, if you're going to ask me, you know, uh, uh, um, I don't know, water polo has become pretty important in my life in addition to my church and my family. Um, but man, you know, less than 10 people gatherings, that's going to seriously alter my ability to do certain activities or sports. Um, yeah, so an adjustment needs to be made. God may be saying, well, why don't you focus here? Why don't you focus on your family? Why don't you focus uh, energies and, and regimens and, and uh, things there? So uh, let me close with this. Uh, 
the encouraging part of this, of all this, um, for us to be reminded of this morning, uh, are, are the Moseses and the Aaron's. Praise God. Thank God um, for the messengers of God. Thank God uh, for your Sunday school teachers when, when, if, if you grew up in the church when you were kids. Praise God for your college pastor. Praise God for your house church small group leader. Uh, uh, you know, praise God for your, for, for your pastors. That God would send messengers, people whose sole job is to seek the heart of God and then convey the heart of God to the people. Praise God for his churches. Praise God for Bible studies. Um, in the midst of this, God is trying to convey his heart and draw his people to him. Um, praise God that he called Moses and Aaron to go to the people uh, and, and, you know, and, and, and be a messenger of God's grace. That there are specific peoples and groups that God is willing to communicate to on behalf uh, to bring preservation to the peoples. Right? So, I mean, all throughout your life, you know, praise God for that brother or sister who rebuked you, who at that time you didn't receive it well, who at that time you were bitter. At that time you said, who, who the heck is this person? Where, where does he or she get off? But praise God that, that he or she cared enough to come straight forward and, 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 and bring, bring a correction, right? That they cared for God enough, that they cared for you enough. Um, praise God for the messengers of God. And then lastly... Um, you know, we will we will know we'll get there. The the tenth judgment over Egypt, um, you know that that'll bring death over the firstborn of every son in every household. Um, but praise God that God sent His Son. You know, that the judgment ultimately was for all of us to be judged. Um, but God, in His grace, sent His Son Jesus to to take that price of death upon Himself, so that so that we would be saved. Amen. Uh, let's bow our heads. Um, just let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning and ask Him, Lord, what, if anything, are you saying to me? What, if anything, is the adjustment that, that, that I need to make to be in alignment with you? Let's be self-aware from 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 responding to restrictions by simply pivoting our attention to something else in the world. Something else that, that brings us comfort or something else that entertains. Let's, let's not go down that normal route. And instead, let's, let's go straight to the heart of God. Um, it might be spending patterns for you. God might be saying, well, hey, look, you don't really have to have these things now, do you? And you can still be fulfilled in my presence. Um, God may be, seeing, may be saying that, you know, uh, uh, activity which you thought was so valued, um, look, you're living fine without it. There, there are some people in your life that, that, you know, you can really focus on these days instead of those activities. Uh, God might be saying, uh, you know, have you taken into consideration maybe taking care of your physical health? Your, your emotional self? Look, the church is doing just fine. I think. 
in the season? Right? What might that be for you? And lastly, let's just give thanks to God that in the midst of any judgment, in the midst of any plague, that God is conveying his message of love and grace. And ultimately, we thank him for, for the Messiah, for Jesus, who came and who saved and gives us the hope that we have today uh, to follow and believe in him. Amen. Uh, let's respond in worship.